Hi everyone, this is Waylena, and I'm here to talk about free and open source software for planetarium content production and other immersive environments. Welcome to FOSDOME. Today is Sunday, April 18th, 2021, and this is Episode 6, Open Source Astronomy Tools, K-STARS. Now, I'm sad they didn't get to fly the Ingenuity helicopter last week. I'm, I sure hope that they're able to get the issues figured out. I am glad that they're encountering these problems now with a prototype rather than later when, uh, well, when the entire mission uh, depends on these new tools uh, for them to be able to do their jobs. So hopefully they're able to get it all figured out. I so want to see that thing fly. I really do. Um, let's see. I want everyone to know that show notes can be found on my blog, fosdome.com. I'll make sure to leave links for any software or tutorials mentioned in the episode. And if you like this episode and you want to hear more like this, make sure to subscribe and rate it in your podcast listening software of choice. So what have I been up to lately? Well, my planetarium has been closed to the public and school groups for over a year now, and I am still working for a different department of the college. I do what I can for the planetarium as time permits. We know that this will continue at least through summer, so we are now putting together some additional summer virtual programming and hoping to be able to open uh, in some fashion in the fall. We do have some virtual planetarium programs planned with some local first graders this week. I am super excited about it. Oh my goodness. Kind of nervous too, but mostly excited. This week hasn't had nearly enough time spent uh, in the FOSS world for me, though. Um, I am working from home less and working on campus more and having some problems um, with how my favorite free and open source software is affected by changes in how the college's infrastructure operates. Um, these are things that uh, were implemented during the shutdown that are just affecting mostly Blender, but a few other programs. Plus, when the non-planetarium work is busy, my attention has to be entirely focused on those tasks. So I, I didn't get to do much uh, this week with planetarium stuff, certainly. Still, over my lunch breaks, I started playing around in GIMP, making my own space cats. You see, I have a few shirts with space cats on them, and they are my favorites for when I get to do online programs. And someday I hope to wear them for in-person shows if I'm fortunate enough to do those again someday. But I need more space cats shirts. So I'm taking some photos of my cats at home, and I'm making my own space cats images. Next step, we'll be trying to get shirts made from them. Or maybe not. But the first ones are looking cute, so it might be worth it. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. On to the main topic. Open source astronomy tools, K-STARS. 
K-Stars has been around for at least 20 years now. I'm not sure when it became available for Windows and Mac OS, but originally it was developed for Linux. The K in K-Stars is for KDE. Now, I've been a Linux user since sometime in 2001. Back then, you had two choices for your relatively modern user interface, your desktop environment. There was KDE and there was GNOME. I know I call it GNOME, just always did in my head. It, it was just a thing. On top of that, there were window managers to control the look and feel, but under the hood, you had to choose between KDE and GNOME. KDE was originally called the cool, that's cool with a K, desktop environment, and GNOME was the GNU network object model environment, but, but both KDE and GNOME evolved out of their origins over time. The reason you had to choose between the two of them back then was because most computers weren't all that beefy and both KDE and, and GNOME had a lot of libraries and underlying infrastructure that could bog things down if you tried to switch back and forth all the time. Oh, as an aside, one of my reasons for trying Linux in the first place was because I was learning Blender and found that in Linux, I could bypass the graphical user interface entirely and go to a command line screen. At the command line, I could take my blend file and render it using Blender from the command line, and it would render super fast compared to rendering it from within the software on top of the window desktop environment. So that's how I, that's, that was how I got started with Linux. Anyway, back then I chose GNOME because it used the fully open source GTK toolkit, whereas KDE used the proprietary Qt toolkit. Later versions of Qt were open source though, which was cool. Now these toolkits controlled the look and feel of all the GUI software, all the graphical user interface software. Most software packages for Linux required one or the other. And um, so you had office type programs for KDE and office type programs for GNOME. You had, uh, let's see, uh, GIMP used the GNOME libraries and uh, Krita used the KDE libraries. Eventually I had a computer that could handle both sets of libraries. So I started using more KDE stuff, although I still used the GNOME desktop environment. But anyway, that led me to using KSTARS. Now KSTARS, is one of the edutainment packages developed called KDE-EDU. Some Linux distributions had it lumped in there altogether, so to install it, you had to install all the educational packages. I don't remember which distro I was using for a while that had it like that, but I do remember switching distros at one time so I could get KSTARS separate from all the other uh, KDE-EDU stuff that I didn't want. Now, KSTARS has some great features, including one neat trick. I put that in capital letters in my head. One neat trick that makes it worth having around. Now, it's not as smooth looking as Stellarium, but its menu structure is less reliant on keyboard shortcuts and mouse hoverings, which is kind of nice. 
Like most other planetarium software, you can do constellation lines, labels, and images. You can zoom in on featured objects. You can add and update satellites and small things like asteroids and comets. Oh, and if you have X-Planet installed, you can call up a window to show a rendered view of a planet from another point in the solar system. It's kind of fun. I, I enjoy that. Now you can also uh, download additional data sets and can switch from the generated star field to full sky images like DSS2 and others that can be downloaded and displayed, just like in uh, ESA Sky and Worldwide Telescope. Essentially, KSTARS makes use of the hierarchical progressive survey specs. Yeah, I know. I tripped up over the word hierarchical so many times now that when I try to say it, <laughs> I have to pause. Anyway, the uh, the hierarchical progressive survey specs. And uh, that's something I learned about last week when I was researching ESA Sky and Aladdin Sky Atlas. So that's kind of cool. My online searches about K-STARS does turn up a lot of videos showing how to use it for telescope control. And it's, this may be its greatest strength, but I, I don't know. Uh, if you listen to my episode on Stellarium, you might remember that this is not an area in my wheelhouse. Not, not yet, at least. So things like um, Ecos and Indy sound quite foreign to my ears. So if you are into setting up tools to control telescopes and you have experience with K-STARS, drop me a line and let me know how it goes. K-STARS isn't the prettiest interface to look at, but I still think it's worth checking out. Why? Well, remember that one neat trick I mentioned? There is one thing I am in love with that K-STARS has. Now, like with most others, I can save screenshots of my sky view from K-STARS. But with K-STARS, I could save it as a JPEG or a PNG, or I can save it as an SVG file. SVG. Scalable Vector Graphics. The stars are vector circles, the lines are vector polylines, and the labels are text objects. This is awesome and is the whole reason that K-STARS got its own podcast episode instead of getting lumped in with some other stuff that we'll be having. Now, if I'm set up to have a sky survey image displayed in there and I take an SVG screenshot, it's going to get embedded as a bitmap image inside the SVG. But if I'm using the generated star field, then my SVG file is many objects grouped together, but they are separate objects. So I can set the K-STARS display to show a nice, uh, well, what would be a nice printable star map? And then I can save it as an SVG. That means I can go on to load it in Inkscape to modify it for use at any print scale. This is a huge, huge time and labor saver over creating printed star maps by hand plotting vector stars over a bitmap screenshot. Seriously, 
please do give K-Stars a try, if only for that. And that does it for this week's show. It's been fun. We should do this again next week. Be sure to check out the show notes on my blog, fossdome.com. Till then, be well, be creative, and be free. Be Foss. <laughs> <laughs>